Welcome back to Thoughts from Player One, no controller necessary. Release those fingertips and let the controller drop to the floor because you don't need to play any games for this one. This is all a topic episode. We are talking today about video game sequels. As always, I'm Duncan. I'm Alex. I dropped my phone on purpose to make it sound like I was releasing a controller. I don't know if that was picked up on the mic, but I thought it was very clever. I did pick it up, and I wanted a pause to wait, but I knew it would ruin the flow. Uh, so uh, we're we're kind of uh, come together to discuss, talk about video game sequels. We didn't really have a game this month that we really felt like playing. Uh, we've got got some stuff lined up here, but uh, we kind of just wanted to kick back, record another one of these good uh, uh, topic episodes because I I kind of enjoy talking about some some of this uh, more smaller nuanced stuff where we can get cover a lot of ground with just one topic so um yeah, yeah. I, i've been playing a lot of a uh, lot, of, lot of video game sequels lately um so i think that kind of inspired me to to maybe think about this and, and pitch this idea for an episode to you and i think hopefully we'll, we'll get a lot of we'll get a lot of good discussion out of it let's talk about video game sequels and what we like about them what we don't like about sequels um i kind of i guess i'll just kind of i'll start you know what i mean there's there's some things I got off my plate. I feel like I discovered, uh, I think I, like, I I tried to watch some videos about sequels and like what wow. people. This yeah. boy came prepared. He did his research. I watched three YouTube videos <laughs> just to get <laughs> a general temperature on like. That counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A general temperature about like what, you know some other popular opinions about like what makes a sequel good. And I think the very base stuff that I got from there is like, does it expand the world? Does it, you know, um, uh, you know, carry over the story in a satisfying way? And I think those are all good pieces. But I think with games, and I watched a couple about games, I think that I kind of gathered from three different types of sequels and three different types of making video game sequels that you either, you like expand on what you have you like make it bigger but keep it the same or you just do something completely different so like making things bigger would be like smash right like mm -hmm. you have more fighters more stages but it's just the same game then you have like the more traditional story sequel like you know like your last of us 2 uh, to what i understand we we're expanding mm -hmm. on the world expanding the mechanics and the characters and then the third one is like to me at least is like your final fantasies where we're like we're keeping the same theming and the mechanics but we are you know have a completely different story or like you know a different feel or something like that and i yeah, think i, I would if, almost not even call that last one a sequel like i feel like there's got to be a better word for something like that where it's like hey this is the same name like i mean it is it is a continuation in a franchise final fantasy is just weird because they like they number every single fucking one of them. So you're like, oh, well, I got to play. I got to play seven to play eight. But like, no, you fucking don't. They're not the same at all. Yeah, but I would argue that like they're not the same at all, but they're they have similar mechanics. Like if I showed someone Final Fantasy seven and eight to someone who didn't know anything about Final Fantasy, uh, there's no way they could discern which one is like wh which one's different or what's the sequel or like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they can still be... Well, I, I think there is a better game example for what I was trying to say, though. Like, um, I guess the Bioshock games are a good example, too. Like, like a, it's a game that 
at least between infinite and two or three or yeah i think two is the last one in that rapture universe like it's yeah. a different location it's not a direct sequel at least i don't think it is i've never finished it oh uh, see that's where that that one gets that's where it that's gets a, muddy. That's a sticky wicket all right <laughs> that's the that exact reason <laughs> but that's also wicket. why i think it's maybe interesting to talk about um yeah okay so you get what i mean so i think you can i think you can almost categorize w- sequels that people like into those three things mm-hmm. i don't know how I, do you feel about that what do you what do you think I, I agree, but I think that, that again, it, it kind of hits into that that issue of of language, right? Where I think people would, I think, classically refer to all of those games as, as a sequel. But they're not, like... I, I feel like with games especially, we need a better... Um, I'm, I'll say lexicon. I don't know if that's the right word, but it feels right in this moment, so I'm going to use it, which is maybe literally counter to the point i'm gonna say we need a better way to describe things very specifically so people know what you're talking about right because like i don't think like there is such a difference between like the last of us 2 versus even life is strange 2 right because if it's just not a continuation of a story in any way but you just slap a 2 at the end of it it makes it feel like a sequel but it's a totally different thing and if it's just a continuation of a game and a franchise that might have some loose tie-ins i don't know specifically where those fall um, I think you have instances where you get a little bit of both, right? Like, nothing mm-hmm. is pure black and white set in stone, but, like, I feel like those are really the methods that people use. But I see I see what you're saying. I think that's that's what I, I think I noticed when I watched a lot of those videos is the same thing that you're talking about is there's no, like, direct way to be like, this is exactly what makes a good sequel because there are so many ways to, uh, to handle that, the story yeah. and stuff like that. And I think a lot of it does depend on... Um, you know, specifically the type of game you are making or the type of story you are telling, right? Whether a good sequel can be made by any one of those things, right? Like, I don't think anybody would sit here and argue that, you know, Smash Brothers Ultimate was a bad sequel to the previous Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers Wii U, right? But it's like also, but is it really like a sequel in that traditional sense, right? So it it gets right. it gets really weird like that um, because... Uh, yeah. I, I was just going to say, because like games have this kind of unique extra factor right where you want like as a sequel to a game you want an expansion of the mechanics that were already there or like some meaningful change to those mechanics and i think you kind of want that even in a like more story driven game you still want some sort of a like you know that is the unique thing about games is that mechanical interaction that you can have with them so you want some sort of an expansion of that um but then you get into like okay well can just the expansion of that be considered a sequel if it really doesn't expand in any other meaningful way um and i I don't i don't know again this is kind of all a pie in the sky type discussion about specifically what what makes a sequel um because like you were saying you know if, if you're dividing those up into those three different things they can all be good expansions of a previous universe Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like okay well what what are you looking for out of this, right? Do you like? Do you gravitate towards something specifically that you want out of a video game sequel compared to like any other media, or just com- like in general? Is there anything that you always look for to get a good sequel out of a game? Who me? Yeah, you. <laughs> the audience? No. Who are no, you talking the, to? You, you, you. <laughs> um, no, I was just I was joking with you. Um, yeah, I mean. I guess I guess what I really look for is is are those things I want it kind of depends on what the game is right like and I think it would be easier to help us 
and also people listening to define what we mean by sequels because you mm -hmm. were talking earlier saying like you know smash ultimate compared to wii u well that's not really a sequel but to me that is a sequel it's the mm -hmm. next game in the series in the lineup do you not yeah. define that as a sequel or do you i think it really hmm i mean that's a good question that i've kind of gone back and forth on when prepping for this episode right like where where is it a sequel versus where is it just like a game well, in a franchise that shares a title. Webster's Dictionary defines sequel <laughs> as a book, movie, etc. that continues the story begun in another book, movie, etc. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, that's not really a story By continuation. Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> if we're getting technical here, it's, you know, the next Smash probably doesn't really count, but I mean, like, I, I feel like to me, a different season in a TV show isn't really a sequel, but it is a continuation of the story, so you could kind of call it a sequel in a way. I think it's just a sequel, like, like it's a sequence of something. So I think those I consider in my mind sequels. Is it like different seasons of a TV show? Yeah, as well as like See, as well I, as like the Smash example. I like that. Because it really draws to mind an image of, like, late season three or late season one of The Office, Jim staring into the camera, and we just get, like, a cut to black, like, the <laughs> end, and then we get The Office 2, which is, like, him turning at the beginning of the next season and making a bad joke, and that's great to me. In my mind, that's perfect. I want all TV shows to operate that way. Yeah, every season should be a numerical so it's like The Office 7 was way better than 4. So we don't have to say season. Because that's oh how people say things. They are like, you know, season 2 of this is better than season 4 of that. I think people sequence seasons out, like, almost like sequels. Because you'll say, you know, Star Wars 4 better than 12 or who gives a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, that actually, that is really interesting to me because... Some of these games, specifically like Telltale Games and Life is Strange and stuff like that, have specifically marketed themselves as seasons. Um, but then Life is Strange also kind of made the mistake of saying, like, Life is Strange 2 instead of Life is Strange Season 2. So people were expecting something very different than what they actually got. Right. So I wonder if that use of the word season is so, like, critical in expectation setting um, to make it seem like, okay, these two things can be separate. Like, they don't have to be... I don't know. It's, yeah. well, there's a lot of pedagogical weird. stuff in here. Yeah, titles are weird, but I think we should agree on a sequel term. I think we could call we could I think what would be helpful is traditional sequel and non-traditional sequel, maybe. In my mind, a traditional sequel is like Last of Us, Last of Us Two. Non-traditional, maybe like Smash Bros. or Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we could just say, like, sequel versus franchise, right? Like, Okay, that works for me, too. I, I'll, yeah, I'll if, cool it's, if it's anything where so, the stories are disconnected enough, it's just a franchise. All right, that I can agree upon those terms. So, back to the original question. What do I look for in a sequel? Right? Yeah, okay. okay I, that I, was I thought you were pausing question. for effect, not for confirmation, my bad. No, yeah. <laughs> I was looking for confirmation, because <laughs> I feel like we get lost in the weeds. So Yeah, um, I mean, we're already a little lost in the weeds. Let's get through it, man. You ever pull weeds? Yeah, dude, I pulled weeds. Come on. Come on. I lived in the Midwest. I grew up a country boy. I pulled my share of weeds, man. I had a hard time deciding what I look for in a good sequel, but I think the biggest thing is just expansion, right? 
and I think you can, and it's controlled expansion. I think card games are like almost a perfect um, example for like how you can expand too big too fast with like power creep and stuff like that. Uh, if you think about, you know, like, well, in the next set of cards, we need to make them like bigger and cooler and better. And then by that time, you have made like an unstoppable, you know, thing that invalidates all previous stuff. And I think mm -hmm. that sometimes with like, other sequels you can have the same thing where it's like we need to make this bigger and better and it's controlling that uh scale of making things uh, you know uh, more uh, feel more meaningful or impactful or um trying to deliver bigger mechanics or bigger visuals and i think that like our conversations people could get like lost in the weeds of like <laughs> what was really important from the get-go you know what i mean what did mm -hmm. what did people really enjoy excuse me enjoy about that keeping that stable and then expanding everything else because you don't want to go too little and you don't want to go too big so i think that that expansion is really important and also just like twisting them some things on their head you know what i mean like let's you know if you're going to do a sequel to a series try a lot of different things and like subvert expectations and build upon what's already there like for story wise i love learning things about what happened before without it feeling like like i needed to like it's not a core central part of the story but like finding small things about the world for events that happened in the first game like i love that kind of stuff so i think it's a lot about expansion and and scale hmm i i think i can i can get behind that idea um i think one of the the ways that i like this done a lot is um and this is kind of a weird example because i didn't play the original one but like I, and again just keeping it in the realm of games we've played and talked about is i really liked um you know near automata takes place i don't know 20,000 100,000 years however far i forget um like after its predecessor so it is technically a sequel in the sense that yes it's a continuation it's in the same universe technically it's in the same like world but like it's far enough apart that the knowledge obtained in the original game is not necessary to enjoy the sequel mm -hmm. but it is like it does add something right there's a lot of references to the original game there's characters that return from the original game in like different ways like it having that knowledge informs a lot of the world uh, and i think that type of expansion where it's like hey here's a lot of really interesting stuff that kind of fills in maybe some gaps but is like not you don't require the previous information i really like that type of expansion um sure and i, I think I really... half-life 2 is another great example of that which one half-life 2 is another great example of that of not needing the information of what happened mm -hmm. before but it helps you know also an example of the game where i didn't play the original but played the sequel and i agree yeah, same here <laughs> so yeah that's kind of why I, think... I wrote it down for sure <laughs> yeah I, I think that that can work really well i think when you when you expand the world my my main concern when you do a lot of uh, like specific world building expansion is I, I don't like when a sequel retcon something that clearly was not intended to be read that way originally. Um, sure. Like if it does it in a way that's like okay, clearly like this was always planned to be a reveal later on. This was always planned to be like you can see the inner workings of it in the original. It just wasn't clearly laid out, and then they laid out this thing that like changed how you view the world or a character or something like that. 
Um, I think when they're like, oh, we actually don't really like that, so we just sort of changed it in the sequel, and, like, you can't prove that it was never that way. Like, that always kind of rubs me the wrong way, uh, and I think is is the type of expansion that really harms a, a sequel overall. I don't know, like... Yeah, the past have, is the past, you know? Yeah, it's really hard to talk, like, because I, I have examples of this, but they're all, like, extreme spoilers for late-game games, so I don't sure. want to be like, oh, yeah, like in this one, you know, in the last 20 minutes when they do this thing and it changes everything from the previous 15 hours because that's, yeah. you know... It's like a villain sucks. that's like, I was never, I never really did any of that stuff. That was actually my twin. I'm the real good one. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. Shit like that or like, um, without explicitly spoiling anything, you know, Bioshock Infinite is obviously all about like different worlds and universes and stuff like that. And they go into that pretty early on in the game. But like, you know, they released a piece of DLC for it afterwards that you played through. And yeah. it's like, oh, this changes a character's motivations and also changes the entire like message that you're supposed to take away from the game. And this this just this feels like retconning because you realized you wrote a shitty thing into the story. I don't like that very much. Um, Mr. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I really remember from Bioshock. You got, you got it. That's all it was, man. You got it. Nice job. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, so I think it would make us, give us good benefit to sort of give us a relief from trying to a a analyze thing and just do the thing where we just list sequels that we just kind of like, you know, what do we like? Why do we like them? Um, let's, let's, let's play hot potato, dude. You go first and then I'll, then you'll ping pong back to me. We'll see if we, right. how much of our, how much of our lists coincide with each other. So the first thing I will say is, um, and this is going to come as no surprise to longtime listeners, one of my favorite sequels is Mass Effect 2, um, mm -hmm. I, because that's one of my favorite games of all time, but it does all of the things that I want sequels to do, right? It expands on the story, it expands on the characters, it also adds new characters, um, and it also mechanically expands the game a lot, and like, you know, not even necessarily like, oh, hey, there are a lot of things you could do that you couldn't do before, but just like a serious fine-tuning of a lot of the mechanics to make the game less clunky to play um, mm -hmm. and I think the combination of all of those just makes for like a really really clean sequel um, in contrast to Mass Effect 3 which I like more than a lot of people but I think was a significant step backwards in a lot of those same fields so I think that's a really interesting series because you can look at it just inside of the Mass Effect universe and see different ways that sequels can be done well or be done poorly. Yeah, I played. Oh, by the way, Mark, um, Mark one A on your uh, top ten video game sequels Metacritic list, because <laughs> uh, that's definitely one of them. It has to be. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Guaranteed. We were talking earlier about uh, looking up like what the top sequels are, like by like Metacritic score, or, like you know your your most popular articles that you always Google, and that is definitely one that's on almost all of them. It's uh, got to be. How could it not? Sure. I, I played a bit of it, and I played a little bit of Mass Effect 1 before that, and I thought Mass Effect 1 was really, really boring, and I mm -hmm. thought this one was a lot more fun, uh, but I still didn't finish it. So <sighs> Maybe someday I'll stream it. That would be fun. That would be, I would absolutely watch that. Hmm. Maybe I'll do that sometime. I would really, I'd really enjoy that. I'd love to play Brad Shepard again. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Hot Potato Me... How about they me? I gotta say, uh, speaking of games that are hugely popular, but neither of us played the other one, is uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is like mm. 
one of the one of the best sequels in my mind it it expands perfectly on the mechanics it's not a story sequel necessarily because nothing that really happened in the first game really matters all that much in the second one but it is supposed to be like the next thing that this paper mario does um so i guess sequel uh but it just expands a lot on the themes and the ideas and you know it it stays solid with the comedy and it makes things bigger and better and it's like you know uh, it takes the idea of like okay well we did a couple comedy bits about like in you know art style of him being paper and like made out of paper but like what mm -hmm. else can we do with that okay let's make it power-ups where he folds himself into a little airplane and then flies across the you know flies across the space and like they expanded the right things in the right way and they kept what people love loved about it which is something i can't say for like sticker star or color splash as a lot of people know those games are not amazing um you know they they amped up the difficulty a bit so it's like you know if you played this before uh, this will be a bit more of a challenge than the first one but in the right ways not just like increasing health pool so you have to grind more but you know thinking about different mechanics and things like that and um yeah it's just a beautiful like the story's actually kind of good like the uh, n64 <laughs> one is like okay but this one's like good and kind of funny and enjoyable and i think it is one of the the best gamecube games out there and i think that it is one of my favorite sequels overall i think it's just like really good so i really need to play a paper mario game at some point in my life you need to just play thousand year door that's the only one you need to play uh, the n64 <laughs> one i think is a little too it's just a little um slow sometimes and the graphics aren't amazing and the scale isn't too fantastic i think thousand year door is like a perfect like um non-serious fantasy rpg like i mm. think it's just great okay i mean I, I think that's legit i think that is that is one of those it's like hey this is kind of an expansion on the same idea right that that falls into one of the that, that falls into a weird space between franchises and sequels as the language we were planning on using. But yeah, I, yeah, I like I, that. I like that type of thing where it's like, hey, this is technically, you know, the next thing in the series, even if it's not a direct story continuation. Right. Like you get that kind of and I, I'm not going to use this as mine, but you get that with like a lot of the Legend of Zelda games um, yeah, where they're not definitely. direct sequels, except for, uh, I think. Majora's Mask, which is my Except favorite for the Zelda game. Fucking um, nasty, nasty, nasty Zelda timeline. That bullshit. That you can, you call can those just throw that in the want. dumpster, man. It means nothing. <laughs> um, shout out to that that uh, that Polygon video where uh, Brian David Gilbert breaks down the Zelda timeline. It is so funny. If you've never oh, seen that, you should really watch that after this. I don't think I've seen that one. Damn, really? Okay. It's good. No, it's I know. really good. Look, um, BDG videos are always good. Yes, um, uh, but yeah, what your turn? Go for it. Let's okay. let's, let's knock a couple more of these out. Let's, I'm, let's I'm do, personally let's do enjoying one this. more good one, and then let's kind of talk about some, some bad things here. Yeah, um, and I think in that same vein um, of what I was just talking about, um, and again, specifically, a lot of this is just going to be um, influenced by what I've been playing a lot of lately. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Divinity Original Sin Two is a game that I've been playing a lot of lately. Hey, a Mark Two direct... B on your <laughs> Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> top sequel uh, score you got is, number seven <laughs> <laughs> it is it's, totally it's a, just it's deserved Go ahead. no yeah it's, it's another game where 
there is there are direct story comparisons like again but it, it does that thing where it takes place far in the future of the original one um and there's a little bit that you get extra from being able to you know be in exist in the same world and have kind of some of the same themes going through have a couple of the characters that were important in the previous game mentioned um though it, it gets a little weird because of how much agency they tried to give you over making your own character in the original games um, but just a, a brilliant expansion of the already really in-depth mechanics of that game um, I think they they do an incredible job of saying, okay, like what was fun about the you know the combat and the interaction with NPCs and the writing and the like characterization and like just finding the correct way to ratchet all of those up. Uh, I think is is a really impressive thing when you're talking about like mechanical sequels. And I think even if you're just talking about the the writing, I think they did a good job of making the world much more interesting and making the characters much more interesting. Um, so really, again. Not as much of a direct story continuation as something like Mass Effect 2, but they did a really good job of just identifying weak points and good points and fixing the weak points and making the good points better. And I think to do that consistently across an entire game is extremely rare. Um, so I think that's, sure. that's a really, really good job of theirs. Yeah, I love that game. I had never played the first one, really. I think I played like an hour of it. So I think that this mm. is like... I think they made something beautiful and like wonderful and... quite a lot of people played it Uh, and then I think that the second one it almost felt like this is what we really really wanted to make which is an interesting thing that things that happen with sequels sometimes where it's like oh no 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 this is just this is just our like what we could do with the time allotted here's Mm -hmm. like the real real shit and I love yeah or like hey here was an experiment and really cool ideas and then we got feedback and we had gone through the process and we know yeah we got some money (laughs) yeah and we got a lot of money yeah like my brother is playing through the the first one and you know I was talking to him about it and he was like should I just you know play the first one or the second one first and I told him I was like well you should play the first one first because it's really good and once you play the second one you will be unwilling to go back and play the first one but if you start with the first one you don't know what you're missing yet so it's much better to do it that way that makes a ton of sense actually yeah i've Mm -hmm. I've been ruined i've been ruined yeah you'll never go back and play the first one the second one's so much better yeah great so my um my other one that i will list uh is oh boy i was between a couple i was between talking about um you can list a few if you want we can only discuss one what which one do you think you'd want to hear more about i'm really in between portal 2 which would mark would give us bingo on our metacritic (laughs) every single one knock them off baby or kingdom hearts 2 Ooh, um i mean kingdom hearts 2 has the meme energy of a couple episodes that we've done yeah Um, i think portal 2 is a better example of a sequel but i think kingdom hearts 2 is maybe more interesting yeah, and look, think, everybody knows about Portal 2. Yeah, that's true. I think I think Kingdom Hearts is such a fucking a, a, a fascinating series for sequels and also non-sequels. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about how they decide to do their stuff. By the way, context, I've only played the first, second, and a bit of the third one. Never played a PSP a, or a, a, the DS one. I don't... I, yeah. don't, I never... Touch those. Kingdom so, Hearts as a franchise is weird because it also does not fit the definition of what we listed about franchises or sequels at the beginning. Right. And it does this weird thing where it's just this, it just doesn't care about continuity. Mm. And that's such a, a strange combination of 
story like this is a story game and it's a sequel to the first one because it's two and it's also about the same character but it just doesn't seem to really care about the first one but also does care about it when it feels like it needs to and it's such a such a bizarre way to do things that i the more time i've spent away from it and looked at more traditional sequels I respect in a way where I'm like, you didn't do it right because inherently I don't think it's a very good sequel, but I really like, I just appreciate what you do and you try to do Mm -hmm. and just going for it. And that's what I think I really like in certain types of sequels, like the traditional ones that we've talked about going back and forth and what they do is really, really great. But then I just love the sequels that just, go for it like kingdom hearts 2 does it just really just ramps up the bs and it's it's one of those things that mechanically it ramped up a proper amount but story-wise it felt like they wanted to do (laughs) such an insane amount of like ramp up because as, as grounded as you can say the first one is the second one doesn't even like come close no. to being Mm-mm. anywhere close to the same scale. Um, so it's interesting because in the same way that Divinity One and Divinity Two kind of w- was like, oh, this is maybe the game that we always wanted to make. Kingdom yeah. Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two was it felt like Nomura going, oh no, now that we're doing a second one, I'm gonna start telling the the epic tale I always wanted to yeah. tell. And we'll just pull a little from the first one that, like, maybe what we needed, but it's really not important. Know the characters, and that's it. Yeah, and I really appreciate them saying, like, if you want to know about, like, Sora and Donald and Goofy and, like, what they are doing, you ha- you you can you can wait till the third one. You don't have to play all these weird games in the middle because we've not named them main series games. And... Then, when the third one came around, they were like, well, <laughs> you did need to know, though. <laughs> we Just, did. Oops. About halfway through, we decided all of those were going to be pretty important. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> and I think talking about Kingdom Hearts as a sequel is like, it somehow transcends being good and bad and just is. It's just its own thing. And for mm. that, I respect it so much. And I have I to mean, just, like, I'll say Kingdom Hearts 3 as a sequel is bad. Yeah, of course. I mean, the two, second one is two good. totally different, though. It's good, but it's like it's not amazing or perfect. That's just no. It's just don't good. fucking tell that to twelve-year-old me. I'd have lost my shit though. That game was everything when I was twelve. <laughs> I have a really embarrassing story about that game. Is um, I may have told this before. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, I like invited. I got the game. And I, like, invited people over, and I don't think they knew anything about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, And, like, yeah. I was like, well, we'll just play it and, like, pass it around and, like, play and stuff like that. <laughs> In that, like, <laughs> two to three hour session with, like, Roxas and, like, just everything being so slow. I think I I think I think lost, like, six friends that day. Okay, you I didn't honestly, have six people over. I had, like, four people over, but I think I lost some friends then. I yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. My life I think my life would be different if I didn't show the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2 <laughs> to a bunch of people. I would love the fucking It's a Wonderful Life movie version of your life if you just didn't decide to do that little thing. <laughs> not some big huge what if I had died. It's just now what if Duncan didn't do pass and play with the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2? Can you can you imagine like me like being like six foot two and like a big basketball player? 
It's like somehow, in some future. Famously, when you don't do embarrassing things as a child, you, you get, get taller. much taller. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Um, so yeah, let's let's uh, let's scoot along here. Uh, what should we talk about next? Should we talk about bad sequels, or should we talk about some other weird stuff about sequels? How do you feel? I mean, I feel like it, it, it's good to bookend the the good and the bad right next to each other. Um, sure. I think that I think that makes sense, and I think that'll maybe kind of lead into. Um, I know specifically with with what I'm talking, or one of the ones that I have in mind, it'll lead into um, like new games versus sequels from the same studios and stuff like that. Cool. Hey, gamers, this is the part where we're all like. We're like a cool negative like YouTube like game channel where we're like, man, fuck this new game. It's no good. The mechanics are all busted and glitchy and bad. Tell me about this new sequel. What's 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 what sequel God, do you just I miss hate? early two thousands YouTube, man. Let's just do it. Let's just quickly play a bunch of sequels and just rack up numbers next to it about why it's bad. Ugh. Why okay, here's here's your title. Give me give me the sequel you don't like. Oh, oh! I'm put on the spot already. Um, oh, well, you were supposed to give one. <laughs> well, I didn't imagine I'd go first. All right, all right, all right. Let me, let me, uh, let me give one. Let me give one. Okay. Here's my 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 early 2000s Angry Gamer YouTube video about why Pokemon is actually the worst sequel game in all gaming history. Oh man, Part I can see the one. thumbnail image. It's like it's like Ash Ketchum, but looking like really sad and crying. With you in the background, like mid head shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then it opens up to me, and I'm going. I go, I go. Pokemon is actually not really that great of a sequel if you think about it. And then I start going into my whole written ramble. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so uh, I don't think I don't think Pokemon games are very great sequels. I mean, yeah, but they're again, they're they're like they're franchises. So it's but, like, hey, did you like this other one? Maybe you'll like this game because it's, it's not... the same, but the the animals look different. <laughs> the animals are extremely <laughs> different and bad and weird and good and bad. Uh, I just, yeah, but, okay, well, I guess I've got more franchises listed on here. I guess I just care more about those. I, I just, I think that it's it just doesn't expand enough. They don't go enough places. They don't. I guess people would lose their minds if it went anywhere like far away. I guess that would like be like me saying like, you know, I love the new Smash Brothers game where it became turn based. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that would be weird. But oh fuck, I'd play that though. Yeah, it'd be good. Like you get no, never mind. That's nothing. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm not a huge fan of how they handle Pokemon stuff. Like. Even if you okay, like let, let you know, I don't. I'm not expecting them to add new mechanics, but like, they don't really seem to care about like making it more challenging or more interesting in its like in its core. Like you still have the same thing where it's like this is the water gym first. Be sure to bring the electric ones, mm-hmm. and you know the next one and the next one of the same types. And I just think. If they could combine some of these or they could throw the gym idea out the window like they did in that one where you're on the islands, I kind of like that, except it's basically the same. I just I wish they were a little bit more adventurous in their ideas. And I think the one for Switch has some cool ideas, but it's just, yeah, it leans into the gym thing in kind of a neat way. Yeah, and I, uh, the theming of it is changing, but the mechanics of it are like the exact same. And I just... I think Pokemon is a game that 
I could see myself being really into, but it's just so mechanically like dull. I just I can't I, yeah. I can't get past it. There's this game called Temtem that's out right now that looks mm-hmm. really really cool, and I think that that game is taking some of the leaps of being like let's make Pokemon a little bit like expand the mechanics a little bit more. So I think that that is a game that I'm like this is just way too stale. Like you're doing way too much of the same stuff, and it drives me insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of falls in line with what you had said at the beginning about like wanting an expansion in every way in terms of what what a good sequel should do. I think Pokemon does virtually none of that, right? Like the mechanics stay pretty much the same. Maybe there's like a small expansion for like the really niche stuff. Maybe there's like a couple quality of life changes. Yeah. The world building is virtually the same. It's just, hey, where, like, what island are you on this time? And then it's all basically the same. Or like, what region are you in this time? But then it's all basically the same. It just, you know, they don't, they make no meaningful difference from game to game. And I think they do that intentionally. And, you know, obviously it works for them because it's like the most profitable franchise in, I think, the world or something like that. But it's not, you know, it's not, not interesting, I think, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and maybe it was a bad example of like, this is a bad sequel because... It's clearly not a bad sequel. It's just not a sequel I like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because people are enjoying it, so it can't be bad, like that bad. It's just. You know what? You're all slaves to Pokemon, all right? <laughs> Stop <laughs> buying new Pokemon games, okay? You're the problem. Thanks, Reddit. Um... <laughs> uh... Uh, so I want to, I'm going to put out, a, I mean, honestly, not a controversial one here, but one that I shouldn't put out. Um, and I think this is not going to lead directly into, this is going to like buffer what I wanted to, like a point that I want to bring up about like teams making new things versus creating direct sequels. Um, and, and something I'm going to throw out as a hmm. bad sequel is The Last of Us Part 2. Um, and I want to be, oh! I want to... Get I wanna, your pitchforks out. I want to preface this. A lot of people are disappointed with it. A lot of people love it. There's, you know, huge ends of the spectrum there. I'm five hours into a game, and it's like 35 hours long. I'm enjoying it. I think it's a good game. Um, but, but here's, here's like, uh, this, this kind of leads to or touches on a lot of the points I wanted to make. The ending, uh, this is not a new thing, but the ending of The Last of Us Part 1 which I won't spoil because I know you haven't played it and a lot of people haven't played it. But, like, I genuinely and truly think the ending of The Last of Us Part 1 is one of the best endings in video games. I don't think it's the best ending in video games because The Outer Wilds exists. But mm-hmm. I think it is one of the best endings in video games of all time. And I think the existence of the second one cheapens that ending quite a bit because it's a direct continuation oh, no. of a story that had a, like... That story had a beautiful cap on it. It was, I did not want any more information about what happened after the exact ending of that game. And I think... Did they control Zed? They didn't control Zed. They just, like, the ending left ambiguity, but it left ambiguity in the right way. Where it's like, okay, like, this was, like, hugely emotional. And, like, the ambiguity is not in terms of, like, what really happened, but it's in terms of, like, okay how do these characters really feel? Um, and, like, that worked because it was such an emotional game. And, you know, it was so character-driven. It was so about the relationship between these characters that having the ending be like, okay, I know everything that happened, but I, you know, like, you kind of understand how these characters feel, but you, like, there's some, like, I don't really know what would happen next in their relationship. And I think that was really, really good. 
And then this is just like, okay, and now here's the answer to that question. And, like, the writing is still good. The voice acting is still good. The gameplay has been expanded. And, like, the level design is still great. But it's like, I don't, I didn't want any of that, right? So I don't think it's a bad sequel because the game is bad. I don't think it's a bad sequel because they didn't learn lessons and correct them. I think it's a bad sequel because it shouldn't exist. I think it's a bad sequel because they could have just taken the team that made this one and had them make another phenomenal game. And it seemed like they were just like, ah, you know, that last one did really well. We could probably make a bunch more money if we made another one of those. And I've got a couple more ideas in that world. But, like, even if they had just, like, it just shouldn't have been a direct sequel. It should have been like, hey, here's another story in this world. Yeah, I feel like... Like I, 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 while I was doing a little bit of research, I, I read that, and it's not like like I've discovered this fact. It's just kind of having it written out and seeing it makes just kind of like really fleshes it out for me. It's that if a movie, game, whatever, the first one did really well, even if the reviews are so horribly miserable for the second one, it's still going to make a profit. Because, yeah. especially for games, like, a lot of the times if it's a bad sequel, going to use a lot of the same assets, going to use a lot of the same, you know, mm-hmm. mechanics and ideas that, you know, you can use the same engine for and things like that. Fucking Bethesda looking ass. Uh, but still, like, it, it, people are just going to buy it. And I don't think that's probably the case for Last of Us 2. But I think a lot of the bad sequels on my, like, are just, they're just all very hard cash-ins. And it's very yeah. sad, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if The Last of Us 2 is a cash-in or not, because I haven't played either of them, so I can't make that judgment. No. But And it may be the case that I finished this 35-hour game, and it's one of my favorite games of all time. That's totally possible. I still think it's a bad sequel. I still think it had no reason to exist. Sure. That's, that's very fair. I, I feel like I would be disappointed if, like, at the end of The Outer Wilds, the camera panned out, and they're like, okay. And um, here's where the guy is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he uh, he um, he's bad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. That wasn't really yeah. a spoil for the outer wilds. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I know. I was waiting. I was like, oh man, we're gonna have to edit in so much dead air. Right here. Yeah, yeah. I left enough dead air for myself, trying not to spoil <laughs> it and like giving a funny take on it. Yeah, um, dude. I I heard it in your voice when you were like, oh shit. Well, no, I can't really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah uh so what what do you think we kind of talked about this up top mm-hmm. but how do you feel about like a video game sequel versus something like a movie sequel or like you know what what kind of elements do you look for in a movie sequel versus a game sequel how do they differ what are your thoughts on that yeah i think so to some extent, right, it does depend on the type of game, right? Because if, you know, you make a sequel to a Life is Strange style game, right? And I'm talking like a direct sequel, not an anthology type sequel like Life is Strange 2 was. If yeah. you make a direct sequel, I think, it, you know, you can do whatever with that, right? But I think one of the things that really, like, you know, kind of sucks about video games is so many games nowadays have built-in RPG mechanics that's like, okay, you're going to get stronger over time, you're going to get better, you're going to be able to, like, have this final confrontation, and it's going to be, like, 
you know, much more intense and there's like a big build up to it, right? But then direct sequels will almost always follow the trope of like, okay, here's where you were and now here's something we had to shoehorn in to make it so that you can start back at square one again and then you can do this whole thing over. And I think that's one of the reasons that I am usually less forgiving of video game sequels as compared to a lot of other media is because there's no like... There are very, very few games I have ever played that have found a good way to actually pick up where the story would make sense to pick up for the, like, you know, character, and then just move forward with it without just, like, introducing bullshit that makes no sense, right? Like, you know, kind of like some first-person shooters can get away with this, um, but that's really, like, about it. So I think one of the... One of the things that I really look for, one of the things that, like, is a good differentiator for me about whether or not I will enjoy a sequel is that type of game is, hey, were there mechanics in there that mean that I basically already know how the first 25 minutes of this game is going to play out? Yeah. Um, And I think too often the answer is like, yes, there were those mechanics. Yes, you will get beat up and then left on this island and have none of your stuff. Haha, that sucks. Um. Yeah, and that hey, just that's to, bothersome. To kind of to kind of interject there, and very very mild small sto- spoilers for Final Fantasy remake. When you get when the next one comes out, do you think they're just gonna be like you, you you're here now in this different location, mm-hmm. and you forgot everything? You just <laughs> yeah, sort of I forgot think- it all. I do think they will exactly do... I think they will not even address the fact that you should be, like, level 50. I think they will just be like, <laughs> yeah, remember how you got outside and then you were level 1? <laughs> and I think that's going to fucking suck. Yeah, I... I man, we, we go, if you're interested in this discussion more, I think we talked about it quite a lot on the Final Fantasy VII Podcast Part 3. But mm. I that is one where I'm like... You guys have to be so careful with this one because it could suck really, really bad. Uh, but yep. anyways, I think um, I think you're definitely right on that. And there, I've played games where like uh, Banjo-Tooie is a great example. I'm bringing up Nintendo a lot today. Um, uh, but Banjo-Tooie is a great example. Like of what they do is they just give you all of those mechanics back and or they they say well you learned in the first one so you definitely know it in this one also here's 10 more and there's only so many buttons on that ugly n64 (laughs) controller and it's quite a lot to deal with and um yeah so i think that there's really no good way to do that and Mm -hmm. um movies don't have to do that (laughs) Remember no, when they we were don't. talking about that? <laughs> yeah. it's uh, They could just be like, oh, what? Yeah, he learned all that cool shit? Yeah, that's just more toys in our toy box for this cool shit that this character can do. Right. And l- has learned and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think you can do it... Um, like, I, I think one of the ways to skirt that is to do one of these, like, sequels that is trying to recontextualize things, right? I'm thinking specifically of the new God of War for um, PS4. Where it's like, yes, this is a sequel. Yes, this is the same character. Yes, everything that happened previously still happened. But, like, there is a, like, narrative reason for why those abilities are not being used right now. But the narrative reason is not we shoehorned in some bullshit. The narrative reason is literally the entire story. Like, that is a story about Kratos trying to move on from his past and not be a part of it anymore. And, like, I think if you're doing that... 
sure like that fine that that's fine you can do that i think that works but i think you have to like that narrative reason has to be baked into the core of the story it can't be like hey here's this like whoa crazy right didn't didn't see this event coming like it can't be the setup for the story it has to be the core of the story i think sure i think we could also um uh we could this is a bit of a a bit of a tangent but i'd just love to get deep into this topic is i what if your 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 core game it's like a platformer right it's like a fun Mm -hmm. platformer kind of quirky kind of fun um and you know your character has to stop an evil in the world and then for the sequel you just get guns (laughs) and stuff like that like how do you feel about that when when Jack and Dexter got guns and got to drive around in cool motorcycles and you got edgy. Like, what about sequels where you don't really care about, you know, forgetting the mechanics because you've just changed the rules of the game so deeply that knowing the things that you knew before doesn't really matter at all anymore. That, I fucking, I love that shit, though. <laughs> I love when you're like, we want to be Mario, and then you're like, no, we weren't a very good Mario. What if we were Grand Theft Auto instead? <laughs> yeah, so in a sequel, you change what the character is doing with their lives, and I feel like you don't see that very often at all in games. No. Like, like Nuts and Bolts, going back to Banjo-Kazooie, is a great example of that. Of like, he's a barren bird that drives race cars now. Um, which is bad game, very not great. But like this one is super interesting because it, it takes the character that was like, I just had fun saving the world, and I don't know what happened between the first and second one, but he got edgy. And, uh, God, I that, liked that. One that's when I was younger. great. That's so good though. Like that is. That's great. But then between Jack and Dexter 2 and Jack and Dexter 3, they were like, haha, now you're in a desert and you don't have your shit anymore. And it's like, okay, well, cool. Yeah. That's the, so that's I, I, I like. I think that's a fun that's a fun way to handle it if you're just like, fuck it, I want to make a different video game now. But I kind of like the characters and story we had, so make them have claws now. What's up? Let's do it. Yeah. And I mean, there are some games where that progression is the game. Like I think about like Borderlands games, like Mm -hmm. the progression of getting better guns, getting levels like that is the game. So, you know, having new characters and it's, you know, like you're starting the world is sort of the same and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a sequel. But like, I don't know. I, I think that's like one of those ones that can justify just like resetting you because you're a different person. So I think there's so much totally. Yeah. You can do with it, but you have to be really creative about making sequels when there are mechanics involved because Mm -hmm. there's a lot you can do wrong. Yeah. I think that gripe uh, to be clear, that gripe that I have is mostly with like sequels, continuing the story of a specific character. If it's like, Hey, this is the same world in the future you know, like however many years and like you're playing a different set of people, not a problem. I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't mind it that much to begin with. I, like I get over it because it's a fucking video game and I go like, oh, this is what they're going to do. And then and 30 minutes from now. Yeah. yeah, I can just get over it because, hey, whatever it happened, like they just wanted to make a fun video game again and I'll, I'll go with it. But it definitely it does, um, you know, it hampers my desire for a, a sequel compared to like a new game, right? Um, I think one of the one of the the things that comes to mind, one of the things that I was thinking about before uh, we started recording this episode when talking about like, you know, hey, do you want like would you prefer 
a sequel to a game or would you prefer like that same team goes and makes something new like the thing that immediately jumped into my head was like dark souls 3 versus sekiro like yeah dark souls 3 is a game that i played and loved and it was great and i had a ton of fun with it but i would so much rather that team just make anything else like yeah everything they have made has been great and dark souls 3 i think suffered quite a bit from being like yeah what if it was dark souls 1 again though right like i think if you just take that same core creative team and have them make something new like if it wasn't intended to be a multi-part thing at its inception I don't think it should be made into a multi-part thing. Yeah, and I mean, you get people get forced into that. Like, studios get forced into that stuff by producers, I'm sure, so, so mm-hmm. often, where it's like, you must make Dark Souls 2 because this one is very, very popular. And, I mean, I think that's changed. It hasn't changed, but should change a lot because I think way back before, you know, people use the internet all the time, like... I didn't recognize developers and it was harder for me to say, oh, these are the same people that made this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that just yeah. didn't, that wasn't a thing I processed. But I think now when you see Sekiro, you're like, that's the new FromSoft game, you know? And, and a lot of people talk like that. And I don't think that was as big of a deal before. And I think that, you know, the continuation of games by teams, um, and letting them do that instead of just making sequels to have it be recognized by titles is, I think, something that's getting better because I prefer that as well. Like, I prefer that teams just, unless, obviously, unless it was intended to, like, say, okay, this is a story we want to tell in a trilogy or a sequel or, you know, what have you, I much prefer they just make a whole new world, even if it's similar mechanics, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, and this is a totally unfair comparison, but I mean, would you rather have Bastion 2 or would you rather have Pyre, right? Like, I, oh. I just, I want that team to do whatever the fuck they want to do that they think seems cool at the time. Yeah. Ugh. Well, Transistor is Bastion 2. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's not. Transistor uh, seemed cool. I liked it while I was playing, but I just didn't. It didn't have a amazing... I don't know. I, a they lot have of really cool like characters them. at the beginning. That's what I will say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the sword is really cool. Um, I think... <laughs> Video games tagline. Yeah, man, the sword was really cool. <laughs> That's how I also describe Cloud Strife. <laughs> and Sephiroth. It, no, I hate Sephiroth's sword, dude. It's such a his lame one, you sword. You can actually use his. It's just long. It's there is no way you can use it or be. We can't, cool we can't with be it. litigating Final Fantasy VII every episode. No, 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 dude. I I draw huge problems with Sephiroth's weapon choice. All oh, he can dude. do is just stab people very, very far away and make and cinematic. He does a lot of slashing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can do slashing too. It just seems really inefficient. What do you do when someone's in your face? Uh, you don't let them get in your face because you're you're just that fucking good, man. Hmm. Hmm. This is my next YouTube gamer video. Is is Sephiroth's sword actually effective? I hate to break it to you, Duncan. <laughs> I'm gonna real quick Google. <laughs> oh please, please. And see how many people beat you to the punch. All right, let's let's see. Okay, Play, um... you don't Google it. You're absolutely gonna get spoilers. I'm sure. Okay, play um, play one winged angel behind this. Pop culture weapon analyzed the problem with giant swords. Uh, how strong is Cloud Scythe? The deadliest swords in the world. 
Sephiroth sword existed and the sword was used in a real war. What? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, there's, there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them. A lot of people have a lot to say about Sephiroth's big sword. Big nasty Sephiroth's Katana. sword, Nodachi Review. I mean, like, what do you think is actually, like, if I gave someone who could handle weaponry well, not us, because we, we don't know what we're doing, if I gave him Cloud Sword or Sephiroth Sword, which one do you think, like, if I put equal match people against each other, who do you think would win? I don't think people would be able to lift Cloud Sword. Let's say it was light enough. <laughs> okay, well then probably Cloud Sword. Well, okay. okay, you know what? No, you're right, you're right. That's not fair. That, I can't just say, well, actually, um, erm, because I want the Cloud one to win. I think you're right. I don't think people could lift that sword. Okay, I do also, this is a perfect, This, this we can cut this out, but this is a perfect dichotomy of YouTube in two videos that are right on top of each other with the exact same search. The top one is, is Sephiroth the true longsword style master? Question mark, <laughs> exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. 77 views. The one beneath it, which for some reason also came up on this search is, could women have fought in medieval war and won? <laughs> 142,000 views on that one. <laughs> and one? <laughs> I love Not YouTube. even did women fight, just if they even did fight, could they have even won a battle? <laughs> oh, God. I Fucking, fucking YouTube's the worst. <laughs> it's so bad, man. I love it, though. I love it deep God, down. Man. Well, I think that's it for our sequels episode. I don't have too much else to say. Do you? Okay. I think that's it. I think that's it's about a little under an hour, which is good. Yeah, I think that's appropriate time for a no controller necessary. Well, this has been, again, no controller necessary. If you want to grab that controller right back up, grab that, wipe the dust off. We are There's one no of good picking up a controller sound I can do with my phone. Yeah, probably not. Uh, there is no way that our next one of the one of the two next episodes will be undertale that's right we will have two guests on we'll have josh and michael two beloved beloved guests of the show um talking on undertale it is one of it is it is my favorite game but it's not the best game and i'm really excited to talk about it ask a bunch of questions uh if you want to watch uh, 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 Josh, one of our people play through it. His Twitch is Joko Games. Check that out. If you want to know more about what we're doing, that's twitter.com slash thoughts from P1. Thoughts from P1. Not spelt out the number one. We're on Facebook, but we don't post there. Leave a nice <laughs> we positive really, review. We gotta stop telling people that. We should really just we should just really not get a big anymore. following there. Yeah. Um. Please, if you want to give us game suggestions or uh, talk to us about games, we've got an email at thoughtsfromplayer1. That's one o n e at gmail.com. <laughs> What, dude? We had that issue just, before. I know. I know. I'm just thinking back and like, wow, we really fucked that one up. <laughs> yeah, we really did. Uh, if you ever need the contact stuff, I'm sure it's in our description. Nope. Our description's just talking about how we play Sonic <laughs> Adventure 2 sometimes, <laughs> which we haven't done in fucking years. Um, I haven't updated the description in years either. What are you going to do, man? Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, 
throw us a bone, leave us a review, email us and join us Twitter to follow us on Twitter, all that good shit. So with that being said, Alex, do you have something? I don't think you'd have a greeting card for this. I don't think we do greeting cards to end these episodes. No. We do them infrequently enough that I don't remember how we end them. So for this one, I'm going to say watch out for Thoughts from Player One sequel coming to you in 2022. It'll definitely be worse <laughs> than the first one. We um, mm-hmm. we retcon mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I'm Alex this time. We do uh, a, we do one of those fun things where like at the beginning, the first 20 minutes of the podcast is really good, and then we all get amnesia and forget how to podcast, so it'll be four oh, years of bad podcasts again. That's fun. Oh, four years again? Yeah. Huh. Oh, you were thinking, I was thinking we would do, I was thinking we would just continue doing four-year cycles. Oh, so we can have excuses for bad podcasts where it's like, oh, if we would have just had one more. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's been what good. I was thinking. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. The time warp, it's consuming me. <laughs> the theme song, it's, it's, it's the representative of the time warp. It's playing backwards. Now you realize now you have to edit the theme song to play backwards, right? Yeah, it's easy, dude. Have you ever backwards an audio? No. It's <laughs> in the sequel, dude. I fire. There'll be a fucking reason in the sequel for why I could never do it. Some traumatic thing in my history that was never hinted at initially. Yeah. Yeah, in the sequel, dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be Josh and Michael in the sequel. Oh no. <laughs> they just changed the characters. That's, not a, that's a spin-off series. <laughs> no, 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 they changed the characters. Same podcast, different characters. That's right. We're talking about video game sequels today. As always, I'm Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so smooth. I was so close. Why am I? I've never done that before. Holy shit, that was so good. No, dude, you fucking nailed it. Absolutely perfect. I'm Duncan. What's up? Hey, we're doing the thing. You're the teacher today, and and we're and you're the substitute. You don't know, but I'm Holy definitely Alex. Fuck. That was just. Oh man, there was not an ounce of hesitation in your voice. No, I'm Alex now. You assumed you. Congratulations. You now. You have ascended to a different state of being. (laughs) Yeah. um, 